cup of coffee. So excited to be back with you. You know, sometimes I have so much momentum and then sometimes a few weeks goes by and I know I'm late on getting a podcast out. So I'm thrilled to finally be back with you today. Remember, as always, we are brought to you by NPT Education. Check us out at www.npteducation.com. And this upcoming week, we're actually offering an interview training for prospective teacher candidates this Tuesday, March 16th. It's a one-hour virtual training. Visit our website for details. If you're going to be interviewing for jobs this year, we would love to help you out with your skills to get ready for that interview. You know, as of late, I've been naming all of my recent podcasts Anti-Racism Strategy Number 1, Anti-Racism Strategy Number 2. I've decided that I'm no longer going to do that. So I've realized now, a year into our COVID struggle and, you know, sort of 10 or 11 months into a much deeper dive on equity and anti-racism for me personally and for many people, I realized that this topic is now going to forever play a role in my educational outlook. Forever. So Everything I do as an educator is going to have this 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 backdrop this backdrop this background of anti-racism and equity and and therefore I'm just going to go back to naming the podcast exactly what they're going to be about. So today our podcast is about helping black male students thrive and to to give us a foundation in this conversation. I'm discussing an article from the latest. Um, issue of Educational Leadership, one of my favorite magazines, and it's called Radical Care to Let Black Boys Thrive. It's by two incredible authors, Tyrone C. Howard and Jaleel R. Howard, and this again came from Educational Leadership, March of 2021. So what I I learned is if we are concerned about black male students, then we have to start asking ourselves a different set of questions. If we want to help our black male students thrive in school, in the classroom, we need to use an equity-centered approach. And I know that that just sounds like, what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about what that means. And that, you know, the first thing really is we have to stop asking ourselves what's wrong with our black male students. If, If we find ourselves asking that question a lot, what's wrong with them? then we can't do anything to help it, all right? We have to start asking, why can't our school or why can't my classroom connect for my black male students more? What what can we do differently to help them engage, to help them feel valued? And, you know, we, we all know the research, and it's presented in the article, but, you know, most of us know it. black boys are d- disciplined more often. Black boys are suspended and expelled more often. They come into contact with police at their schools more often. And all of this, all of that continually pushes them away from school engagement. All these little infractions and these little places where the way they're behaving or the way they're doing something doesn't line up with how we want it done. All these little moments... This all builds into them often not engaging in school at the level that they could. As the author said, quote, creates greater dissonance between many black boys and schools, end quote. 
So the authors go on to propose that we need to listen to our black male students. We need to hear their stories. We need to listen to how they feel perceived by teachers. We need to listen to what they think and feel in terms of race and racism. And we need to ask them about how all of this is going. Two of the words that we're working on at my school are just ask. And we're realizing so much positive work and equity can be done if we just ask. And this is one of those moments. The first wave of advice from this article is just ask. Let's just ask our black male students, how do you feel in my class? Let's just ask them that. Let's just ask, what do you think of our curriculum so far? Let's just ask, what do you think of the discussions we're having in class? We need to start to just ask black male students how our teaching and learning is working for them. We also, according to the authors, need to provide deep care for black male students. And deep care goes beyond saying like, how was your weekend and you know I love you, right? Like that stuff's important, but if we deeply care, then we're going to teach in a way that is rooted in anti-racism. And, that, and we're going to always remember that we have to demonstrate our anti-racism to at the same time demonstrate deep care for our black male students. The authors call it the warm demander approach, or they say a lot of people call it the warm demander approach. So we have high expectations, but those, are, those have a foundation of a warmth towards black male students. The authors call this radical care for black boys, just like just like it says in the title of the article. So he, all right, so now let's get into the nitty gritty. So how do we do this? How do we do this radical care for black male students? The authors provide six suggestions. Number one, they tell us we must interrogate our preconceived notions. What is our, what do they mean by this? What is our first image that pops into our minds when we think of black boys? Think about it. Think of a black, black male student. What is the first thing that pops into your mind? And then we got to ask ourselves, how much is this influenced by negative media depictions? Do we think, you know, when, when, we, when we try to get at our unconscious biases, right? And we just think, what do we think when we think of a black male student? If we think about violence or aggressiveness or apathy, this comes from negative media depictions of black boys. And we need to make sure we understand that, understand that about ourselves and then overcome it. We can't take care of black boys if we don't first take care of our perceptions of them. We need to remember that they experience joy. They experience wonder. They give kindness. They feel love. They're curious. They're complex. And they have dreams just like all other kids, right? So we need to work at this. We need to work at our internal notions of black boys and make sure that we have positive and optimistic thoughts about them. And we need to check ourselves on this stuff, right? This is the, these are those unconscious biases. If we want to help black students thrive in our classroom, we have to first take care of our unconscious biases. And that means reflecting often. So we need to interrogate our preconceived notions. Number two, we need to create a classroom culture that is inclusive of black male students. We, we create our classroom cultures, all right, based on what we do and what we don't allow. And then we reinforce these things by how we teach, by what we teach, by the materials we use, by our routines, by the posters in our classroom, etc. All of these things come together to create our classroom culture. We need to create this classroom culture with our black male students. We need to recognize their humanity. We need to include them in the discussion. We need to make sure our classroom culture is highly invested in their success. We can't just be invested 
in providing the right education. We need to be invested in the black male students in our classroom accessing and thriving within that education. We also need to let them truly express themselves within our classroom culture. And we definitely need to make sure that they don't feel tokenized. And what do I mean by this? What do the authors mean? They mean when we discuss issues related to race, we can't immediately turn if we only have a few black males in the classroom and, and have them sort of, now you have to tell us about it. We can't have that. We can't have them feel tokenized. So we need to build this classroom culture with black male students in mind, and we need to build it with them? Are we giving them positive ways to express themselves that work for them? Are we building routines and procedures and curriculum that show them we value them? Number three, this is, this at this point should go without saying, but it often doesn't. We need to address racism when it surfaces. We always got to be on the lookout for systemic racism, for overt racism, for unconscious biases from student to student. We can never let anything slide. We need to be anti-racist every day. We need to look for microaggressions in our in our classroom environment. We need to address them. We need to look in our curriculum for anti-black language or images and call them out. So if we want to provide deep care for our black male students, then we need to show them that we are anti-racist in how we run the classroom, in how we analyze what we're reading, and how we analyze what we're learning. This is so important. We also need to look for unfair discipline and call it out. If we care for our black male students, we need to show them that we are anti-racist at all times. Number four, and this is kind of similar, we need to be mindful of depictions of black males. You know, school is a really powerful socialization tool in America that everybody goes to school, right? So it's the first place where we really are socialized. And we must, in our own curriculum, examine closely the depiction of black males. So anytime, if, if we're reading a history book and, and there's one picture that has black males in it, and in that one picture, it's black males, you know, protesting and police looking like they're trying to keep them under control. We can't just show that one picture and move on. We need to show that one picture and then say, what do we see here? What, what, do, what is this picture saying about black males? And is it right that it's saying that, right? So it can't, we, we can't let our classroom to pick black males one way only and then just let it slide. We need to call that out. We need to talk about it. So one example the authors provide, which is good, is a lot of classrooms read Huck Finn. And, you know, the, one of the characters is Jim, the simple-minded, sort of subservient, not smart black male in the book. And that, that can't be the only depiction of a black male in our English class, right? So it doesn't mean, according to the authors, that you can't read Huck Finn. But when you do, you have to call out how racist that character is and why that character existed in that time period and not just kind of like let it slide. So that's very important. Number five, we need to talk with black boys about their experiences. In America right now, pretty much less than 2% of teachers are black males. That means 98% of the time they're in classrooms, black male students are learning from someone that has a different perspective than them 
on the world in terms of race and gender. So therefore, we must ask black male students about their experiences. We need to just ask. We need to get to know their experiences, whether it's through dialogue or surveys or journaling or free rights. You know, one of my favorites that they talk about is we need to engage with black male students at informal times in the school day, not just in the formal times. We need to find them in the hallway. We need to find them in the cafeteria. We need to find them during transition and specifically talk to them. That's how we show deep care and ask them how they're doing and ask them about their experiences and we need to have open discussions with them and the sixth one is show interest in their community and this goes back to that just ask it's related to number five but what what do our black male students do after school what are their home lives like what are their hobbies what are their weekends like you know we need to know these types of things again if we're going to provide deep care for our black male students, then we need to be able to answer these questions about them. So if you have a black male student in class right now, and you think, I don't really know what he does after school. I don't really know what his home life is like. I'm not, you know, I might know that he likes football, but I don't, I don't know more than that in terms of hobbies. And I don't know what his weekends are like. You know, if you can't answer those questions, this is where you start. This is where you start to provide deep care for black male students. We have to truly, truly, truly get to know them and be able to answer these questions. A good idea that was provided was certainly Monday check-ins. You know, how was your weekend? What'd you do? What was cool? What wasn't? And then Friday check-ins on what are the plans for the weekend? Check in every Friday. What's, what are you doing this weekend? What are your plans? What do you got going on? We need to learn what matters to black male students, what matters to them. And if we can't answer what matters to our black male students, then we can't provide the deep care they need to, to succeed in our classroom and our school. So there are the big six, right? So just to review the big six, we need to interrogate our preconceived notions about black males. We need to create a classroom culture inclusive of black male students. We need to always address racism when it surfaces. We need to be mindful of depictions of black males in our curriculum. We need to talk with our black males about their experiences, and we need to show interest in their communities and home lives. We truly, truly, and sincerely must be committed to seeing the best in black male students. There's a good quote here I'm going to read from the article. This is how they closed it, and I think that this is such a good way to think about it. Quote, radical care for black boys is more than a simple approach to teaching. It is a mindset, a racial consciousness, a deep-seated conviction, and a willingness to create curriculum, instruction, and relationship arrangements that don't stigmatize and exclude black boys boys, but rather include them, understand them, affirm them, and challenge them to do their best every day and experience joy in the process." End quote. So in sum, let me try to bring it all together here at the end. To help black male students thrive, we must challenge and monitor our own perceptions of them. We got to build a classroom culture and environment that keeps them in mind. We got to keep an eye out for racism and explicitly address it. We need to monitor our curriculum and resources for how they are depicting black males. We need to talk with black male students often, learn about their lives, interests, passions, communities, and families. And we need to ask black male students about their experience in our classroom. What is it like to be a black male student in this school and in this classroom? So one of the ways I'm thinking about this is we need to have deep 
conversations with our black male students and get to know them and focus on get, getting to know them. And we need to ask them explicitly about their experience in our classroom and our school. So this is one thing I plan to do at my school more than I have in the past, is explicitly ask them, what worked here at our school for you? What didn't work here at our school for you? That's feedback we haven't been getting. That's feedback we need. Another way I'm thinking of it is, you know, you, you always hear this d debate right now, um, well, for a long time now, but like, I don't see color. Some people say that. And then, it, you know, when you're truly fighting systemic racism, you should see color because America sees in color, right? Clearly. So we must see in color in our classroom as well. And if we do, we will give specific thought because we are seeing that they are black male students and their experience is different than others. We will give specific thought to how we teach and how we nurture these black male students. All right. If we do that, if we see them for all the beauty that they have and that they are, and then we think specifically about how to work with them, then we will create a supportive and an equitable and an anti-racist classroom in which black males can thrive, just like this article says. So it's time to think about this stuff. It's time to do this stuff. And you know, this was this is a this is a deep one. This is one that I'm probably gonna have to listen to because I need to keep hearing this until I can finally do all of these things for our my black male students. So thanks for joining us. Check out check us out at NPTeducation.com. We got a lot of cool stuff up on our website. It's always great to be with you here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. I hope you have a great great next couple of weeks. Everybody, yeah. Everybody, yeah.